to Discover Health, where we help you take control of your health so you can transform your life. Your host, functional medicine expert, Dr. Trish Murray, is on a mission to help every baby boomer age with dignity and grace. Hello, everyone. It's Dr. Trish Murray, and today, in this podcast entitled Recode, a personalized, targeted, multifactorial therapeutic program for reversal of cognitive decline. I'm going to go over an article, another research article, uh, researching and doing a study based on the recode approach to cognitive decline. You see, again, in my last podcast, I talked about a very small 25-person study that was a precision medicine study. And this article now is a bigger study with 255 individuals. So the whole point here is recode and the functional medicine approach and the holistic approach to cognitive decline is starting to create data, collect data, have enough evidence to show whether this approach is benefiting people and reducing the progression or the occurrence or helping to reverse cognitive decline. So this article that I'm gonna go over and the whole point of today's podcast is again, I'm gonna outline, I'm going through an article, a journal article based on research. This article's title is the title of this podcast. The article is entitled Recode, a personalized, targeted, multifactorial therapeutic program for reversal of cognitive decline. This was published in a journal by the name of Biomedicines. It was published on September 29 of this year, 2021. Um, And the abstract of this article, I'm gonna read the beginning of it so you get a sense of what this is all about. So the background that they provide is Alzheimer's disease is the major cause of age-associated cognitive decline. And in the absence of effective therapeutics is progressive and ultimately fatal, creating a dire need for successful prevention and treatment strategies. Now they, they identify that we recently reported results of a successful proof of concept trial And if you're not familiar with that, I just went over that in in the podcast just before this one. So if you haven't heard that one, go back and listen to that one too. Um, So that proof of concept trial had 25 patients in it and it used a very personalized precision medicine protocol. But whether such an approach for that level of precision is readily scalable is unknown. So in this study, The objective, in the case of Alzheimer's disease, there is not a single therapeutic that exerts anything beyond a marginal, unsustained symptomatic effect, meaning folks, the pills out there for Alzheimer's disease are not working. And the fact that there's a failure out there in the treatment for Alzheimer's and cognitive decline suggests 
that the monotherapeutic approach of drug development for Alzheimer's disease may not be an optimal one, at least when used all by itself or alone. Using a more novel, comprehensive, and personalized therapeutic system called RECODE, or reversal of cognitive decline, which proved successful in this, this previous small proof of concept trial, this organization or this study sought to determine whether a program could be scaled to improve cognitive and metabolic function in individuals diagnosed with either subjective cognitive impairment which is very early in the beginnings of cognitive decline, meaning a person themselves have a subjective feeling and understanding that they are not functioning as well as they have been throughout their life. Family members might not even notice it, but they subjectively feel, notice it. The next step on the uh, spectrum of cognitive decline is called mild cognitive impairment. And the next step, along the spectrum of cognitive decline would be called early stage Alzheimer's disease. These are the levels that were included in this study. Again, as I, I've mentioned before, and I'll always mention, if someone is much further along on the cognitive decline spectrum in moderate or severe levels of Alzheimer's disease or cognitive decline, it is much harder to see reversal or improvement with these approaches or any approaches for that matter. So what were the methods in this study that I'm going over now, the RECODE study? The methods was that 255, the previous study I went over was only 25 people. We've increased by 100% to 200, more than, yeah, about 100%, 255 individuals submitted blood samples. They took the Montreal Cognitive Assessment Test, which is a cognitive test to assess your, their cognitive abilities and they answered numerous intake questions. Individuals who enrolled in the RECODE program had consultations with clinical practitioners and explanations of the program were provided. Participants had follow-up visits that included education regarding diet, lifestyle choices, medications, supplements, they did repeat blood sample analysis and repeat MOCA testing between two and 12 months after participating in the RECODE program. Pre and post treatment measures were compared and the results and conclusions showed, first, we observed that the MOCA scores either significantly improved or stabilized in the entire participant pool. Results were not as successful as those in the proof of concept trial, but more successful than anti-amyloid therapies. What that's saying is that the small study that had 25 patients with actually a lot more intensive patient and physician involvement with each other and much more intensive individualization of care um, had a more robust positive result than this study did. But this is a larger group with not quite the same intensity of clinical involvement of an entire team over the you know, level of intensity of care. They got all the same educational stuff, but they didn't have as much handholding, if you will. Other factors, including blood sugar, 
high insensitivity reactive protein, which is an inflammation marker. Insulin resistance and vitamin D significantly improved in the participant pool, meaning of the whole 255 people, there was improvement in all of these markers. Our findings provide evidence that a multifactorial, comprehensive, and personalized therapeutic program designed to mitigate Alzheimer's disease risk factors can improve risk factor scores and stabilize or reverse the decline of cognitive function. Now, what they mentioned is that since superior results were obtained in the, the smaller study, which was conducted by a small group of very highly trained and experienced physicians, it is possible that results from the use of this personalized approach would be, would, would be enhanced by further training and experience of the practicing physicians. It's just a point they're making at the end with this study that you can do a generalized approach like this study is without quite the same intensity of involvement of physicians and an entire team. You are going to see stabilization. You're going to see improvement in some people but maybe not as robust an improvement. So again, let's talk about methods. In this study, RECODE is a comprehensive and personalized multi-therapeutic program for the reversing symptoms of cognitive decline and optimizing brain health. RECODE is an online uh, program that using, uses a targeted algorithm based on uh, biochemical and genetic risk factors for cognitive decline, meaning a person does do blood work and you plug in your results. And this algorithm gives you information about what your subtopics of cause might be for your decline, and then how it gives information of how to improve it. Recode is intended for individuals experiencing symptoms, again, of subjective cognitive impairment, mild cognitive impairment, and early stages of Alzheimer's disease. Again, based on completing labs, medical questionnaires, and the cognitive testing that can all be done online, a software-based algorithm generates a personalized report that addresses the identified putative contributors of cognitive decline, such as pathogens, toxins, hormonal, hormonal imbalances. And then it gives information as to how to approach them. Now, who was excluded? Again, patients who have had major medical illnesses such as heart disease or cancer, or who received a psychiatric diagnosis that it would, would impact cognition, as well as pregnant women were excluded from this particular study too. And that was the same in the last study I went over in my previous podcast. And patients do typically in the RECODE program work closely with a RECODE trained physician, a health coach, a nutritionist, and other practitioners as needed. Now, the data collected from patients included the symptoms they had of cognitive decline, their demographics, their past and current medical history, their physical and mental history, health history, diet and lifestyle patterns whether they smoked, whether they drank alcohol, whether they had recreational drug use, their current medications, what supplements they take, family history, social history, and current living 
environment. <clears throat> now the program is driven by a data set that is much larger than the standard of care dementia evaluation data set. All of these holistic approaches are. And the point is, an, is to try and identify what's called the upstream contributors to cognitive decline, such as pathogens, gut imbalance, sleep disorders, various toxins, hormonal deficiencies, and other potential contributors. And then in all participants, what's the treatment? In all participants, combinations of multiple contributors driving their disease processes are identified. And in no, no one of the 255 people was only one contributor identified. Everyone had multiple contributors. <clears throat> so what are the set? There are typically seven treatment strategies. The seven foundational diet and lifestyle strategies that provide a basis for healing. And they included things like a plant-rich, but not plant-exclusive ketogenic diet that prioritizes low mercury, wild-caught seafood, and pasteurized eggs. A long daily fast of between 12 and 15 hours. An exercise program comprised of both aerobic and anaerobic exercise combined with suggestion to avoid prolonged periods of sitting seven or eight hours of quality sleep. Discover movement will enhance your mobility, build strength, improve balance, and enable you to move with confidence and ease. To register, please visit our Discover Health online shop at members.discoverhealthfmc.com. A stress management program emphasizing regular deep breathing uh, breaks and meditation, regular brain training, meaning brain games like Brain HQ in the previous study or Luminosity or others like that, other learning opportunities like taking classes, maintenance of a social connectivity, meaning people were encouraged to be involved with social gatherings and social interactions. Avoidance of toxins along the instructions to upregulate their detoxification processes. And a personalized supplement recommendation based on the participants' lab values were recommended. So what were some of the results? In this study, again, data from 255 people with at least two or more follow-up blood panels in the Montreal Cognitive Assessment Test to allow for statistical analysis of efficacy are presented. So let's look at the demographics. <clears throat> there were one of the 255 total people, 111 were men, 144 were female. The average age was 73. The APOE4 not being present 89 of the people had no APOE4 at all. 104 people had one copy or a heterozygous 
aspect of APOE4. And 40 people of the 255 had two copies of APOE4, so they were homozygous for APOE4. In general, participants did not have other comorbid conditions, and about 70% of them possessed at least one APOE4 allele, a major genetic risk factor for Alzheimer's disease. So what were the target ranges for the parameters reported in this study? Like what's the target, meaning what's optimal of the parameters? So the different parameters that were looked at was the MOCA test, for example. A normal score on a MOCA test is from 26 to 30. The total you can get 100, 100% on a MOCA test is, is scoring a 30. So if someone scores between 26 and 30, that's considered normal. So that is the goal. A high sensitivity C-reactive protein, which is an inflammation marker, the optimal is to score less than 1.0 and optimal is less than 0.9. What is the target range for vitamin D? The target range for vitamin D is between 40 and 80 nanograms per milliliter. What is the target range for uh, in HOMA insulin resistance test is less than 1.2. So very low marker in insulin resistance. And what's a normal fasting glucose? What's the goal? Is anywhere from 70 to 90. Now, again, folks, in the traditional medical model, you may go to your primary care doc and you'll get your fasting blood sugar tested, your fasting glucose and you may score a 90, your fasting glucose might measure 96. Well, in the traditional medical model, your primary care doc is gonna tell you that that's fine, that's normal. But remember in the recode or functional medicine or holistic medicine approach, we look not just for what's normal, but what's optimal. And what are the optimal targets for these markers? And fasting glucose optimal target is between set less than 90, so between 70 and 90. Now, why are these markers important? Well, high sensitivity C-reactive protein is a, if it's elevated, is a risk factor for cardiovascular disease and stroke but it also serves as a biomarker for cognitive impairment and risks associated with systemic inflammation. Vitamin D is one of the most important nutrients supporting brain function and reduced vitamin D levels are associated specifically with cognitive decline. Vitamin D, which is below 40 nanograms per milliliter in 44% of subjects prior to the treatment showed significant increase in the group as a whole following treatment. Another marker, the glycotoxicity, I mean glucose, triggers both inflammation and insulin resistance and thus contributes to Alzheimer's disease risk. So again, they use the home, what's called the HOMAIR which is homeostatic model assessment for insulin resistance. So what happened with some of these tests with this study? 
the baseline high sensitivity C-reactive protein in the group, the, the, the study group, ranged from 0 0.09 to 3.1 with a mean of 0 0.8. But the post-treatment level ranged from 0 0.03 to 2 with a mean of 0 0.64. So it's, it, it did absolutely improve and go down. The baseline vitamin D levels among participants ranged from 3 to 91 with a mean of 45, which is again, low optimal. The post-treatment level ranged from 18 to 82 with a mean of 50 and a median score of 52. So the vitamin D level in the whole group overall went up by as much as 10 points. And that was statistically significant with a p-value of less than 0.001, which is extremely statistically significant. The insulin resistance uh, assessment, a significant decline in insulin resistance was observed in the treatment group and a significant reduction in fasting glucose was also observed among participants with p-values for both of these at much less than 0 0.05, which is a marker for showing uh, optimal statistical significance. Now let's talk about the Montreal Cognitive Assessment uh, Test in this whole cohort, because again, remember we had 255 total patients. The study says that although 45% of the total subjects showed improvement in the post-treatment scores, statistical significance was not achieved. So what they did though, was they then looked at the whole cohort, meaning the whole 255 people. And they realized that about 20% of the whole cohort had severely low MOCA tests, meaning less than or equal to nine, which is a very low, more, uh, more uh, or I should say worse Alzheimer's or cognitive decline than a higher cognitive score, MOCA cognitive assessment score than that. So if someone had a MOCA uh, test anywhere from greater than 10 up to 26, that is a more moderate level of cognitive decline, let's say. Anything on the MOCA less than nine is let's say a more severe score on the MOCA test. So what happened is if they statistically took out the 20% of the people that had a MOCA score originally of less than or equal to nine, and they looked at everyone else in the, in the cohort, and they then looked whether their MOCA test score improvement was statistically significant, that cohort of people did show statistical significance in improvement in their MOCA test. So what does all this mean? It means that, again, folks, if a person is further along the spectrum and they more have moderate or severe cognitive decline or Alzheimer's, the ability to help them reverse the situation is much less. 
So what is that saying to folks listening? You need to start working to prevent cognitive decline immediately. You know, it, way before you ever have any symptoms of it, you have to realize that your lifestyle, your daily habits, your exposure to toxins, your exposure to stress is driving the possibility of in later years, you developing cognitive decline. And if you've already developed cognitive decline and you're further along the path and you're not able to, well, it's gonna be much. All right. So in the discussion and conclusions of this article, they stated things like recent studies suggest that dietary and other lifestyle changes are the most effective way currently to prevent, slow or reverse Alzheimer's disease progression. While each of the strategies of nutrition, physical exercise, sleep, stress management, brain stimulation, detoxification and targeted supplementation may support cognitive health to some extent, when practiced all together, they create synergy and are more effective all together. So you can't just do one thing. You need to change multiple things and work to optimally uh, improve your overall health and your overall cognition. So in summary, while this study focused on four metabolic factors and one cognitive test, the MOCA test, the RECODE program involves more than 50 factors contributing to cognitive decline. Our findings from this pilot study reinforce the potential benefits of a multi-therapeutic, personalized approach targeting metabolic risk factors and support our conclusion that the RECODE program may be beneficial in delaying or arresting poor cognitive performance in most cases. These results also pave the way for even larger, more controlled studies to provide further validation. So folks, in my previous podcast on, on the smaller study with 25 participants, and now this bigger study with 255 participants, and going over the research in these two articles, I hope it's helped to show that there is research out there starting to show the data, showing the robust ability of if you look at someone very individually from a multifactorial, looking for all of the different systemic imbalances, trying to identify what they are for each individual, and then in a focused way, trying to educate them and support them and help them to improve these imbalances and to improve their overall lifestyle. All of this from a synergistic approach and a holistic, a holistic approach with a synergistic effect can improve cognitive decline or reverse cognitive decline and improve cognitive function. So I sure hope this helps folks. That's the whole reason I do this podcast. And I hope to have you uh, return on my future podcast. Take care, everyone. 
Thanks for listening. To learn more about the episode and the Discover Health Functional Medicine Center, visit us on our website, discoverhealthfmc.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will join us again next time so you can truly live and play as long as you want. Thank you.